Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Somebody told you I was just your average, ordinary guy, not a care in the world. Somebody lied. The truth is, it wasn't always like this. There was a time when life was a lot less complicated. Can I take your picture for the school paper? Sure. In this lab, we have 15 genetically enhanced super spiders. There's 14. One's missing. Hello, welcome to Rewatchability. It's the podcast where we rewatch movies and TV shows we haven't seen in a while. Decide if they are rewatchable. Damn. Uh, (laughs) I'm Jay McNabb, joined as always by Robert Larone and Blaine Waters. And we have a special guest today, Fred Kennedy. Hello. From the Issue Zero podcast, also yes. on the Antica Network. We're like, we're brothers. This is a fraternal <laughs> yeah. podcast. It it's cross-promotion. Yeah. and uh, The it, truest brothership. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Brought together by the bonds of money. <laughs> but you're fearless, Fred Kennedy. Yes. Yeah, what? I work on the radio as well. Oh, okay. That was actually, the, that kind of relates to what we're going to talk about, like the whole Winnipeg thing, but we'll get into that. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it, may, it was maybe because you liked the Jeff Bridges movie, Fearless. No, okay. but nobody does, but I do love Jeff Bridges. I thought it was a superhero <laughs> thing, like, you know, the incredible yeah. Spider-Man. No, yeah. no. Well, that is what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be talking about oh. the 2002 Sam Raimi movie, Spider-Man, the first big screen Spider-Man yeah. uh, mm-hmm. in conjunction with the new one coming out. Before we get into that, I do want to thank our sponsors, Endy and HelloFresh. And I do want to mention our Patreon subscription, which you can check out at patreon.com slash rewatchability. Donate a couple of bucks a month. Helps us keep going. Okay, let's get into this movie because it's a big movie. Lots to talk about. Spider-Man. When did you guys first see Spider-Man? Rob? I saw it when it was in the theater. I was so excited when they finally made this movie. Were you a Spider-Man fan? Like when you were yeah, a kid? Yeah, I was a huge Spider-Man fan. Like there were all the great cartoons. I think most of them were made in Canada. There was like the, the bad one with the terrible animation where they just reuse the same bits over and over Dude, again. I love that show. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. It's like yeah. the He-Man cartoon. Like with the oh, same, background. same, yeah. same yeah. backgrounds. <laughs> like he's, where's the web connecting to? Nobody knows. Nobody Doesn't, knows. It's the clouds somewhere. Yeah. I don't know. That cartoon freaked me out. I couldn't, my, like my young brain couldn't understand it because it didn't make sense. It was like the, the shining hotel. Like it just yeah. unnerved yeah. me. <laughs> they, they ran that cartoon for like 18 years with like three drawings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I was on overnight radio, in Winnipeg years ago, 
that show was on two times during my overnight shift, <laughs> and I would watch both broadcasts. <laughs> like, I loved that show. That's so amazing. good. Yeah, so I was super excited, and I saw it in the theaters, and I also loved Sam Raimi because Evil yeah. Dead, yeah. Army of Darkness. One of the best directors. Exactly. Quick in the, quick in the Dead, let's not overlook Quick in the Dead. <laughs> yeah, just dead movies in general. Yeah. Yeah. Even the dead in the title. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, I was excited. I saw it, and I remember really enjoying it. And it also, it seemed like this movie w- would have been so impossible to make. Like, it seemed like, yeah, they'll never have the technology to make it. So when they finally did, like, there were, it was a bit clunky in parts, I remember. Mm-hmm. But I loved it and enjoyed it, and I was, like, totally into it. This was, like, before superheroes became totally oversaturated in theaters. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. What about you, Blaine? I watched this in theaters, too. I really enjoyed it. And I would put it on in the background of whatever I was doing throughout university. Like, if I was fixing up my bike, I'd just put this movie on the background. Because it was like, it was... What? Yeah, I, I, it, was a, it was kind of a passive movie for me. Because I loved Sam Raimi, and I liked the arc of the story. And it was one of those superhero movies that... Because there wasn't many. You made it yeah. like the dialogue and the background noise. You didn't care about it. <laughs> yeah, the soundscape. The yeah. No, I, uh, yeah, I guess. But I, I just liked the arc of the movie and I liked the acting. I liked the directing a lot. So to like look up at a frame and be like, yeah, that's, that's a good picture. I like, and yeah, and then I, I liked the rest of them when I saw them. But now reviewing it, it I've, I've kind of changed my mind on, on a bit of it. Oh, but we'll okay. talk about oh that. no. No, okay. Uh, okay. Were you getting fixing a bike while you watched it this time? <laughs> no, that's just, a problem. That's yeah. the problem. Yeah, I grew up in my car. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Fred, I want to hear about this. When did you first see Spider-Man? Oh, I saw it the first week it was in the theaters. I just, this is when I was starting in radio. So I'd been fired from another radio job in Dryden, Ontario, because I was fired from every radio station I worked at for like the first four years I was in broadcasting, like repeatedly. You, you must have wanted to do radio yeah, really bad. Well, I liked <laughs> what amazing. I was doing and I yeah. just knew that if I got like somebody that I could work with, it'd be all right. Yeah. And I got fired from my job at CKDR in Dryden, AM800, today's it's yesterday's favorites. And so I went <laughs> to work. Uh, yeah, 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 I still have a buddy that works there. He still okay. works there. Okay. Poor guy. So I went to Winnipeg and my parents, my dad's military, so he was in Winnipeg, so I just like lived in their place. And one of my friends, Trish from Dryden, came up to Winnipeg, and we went and saw the movie together. And it was like like a little bright spot in a horrible period of my life, both personally and professionally. Mm. And I remember like when I saw it on a theater. Do you remember like? When you would like be at the spinner racks at like 7 Eleven and convenience stores and you were a kid and they still sold comics there. Yeah. And how cool it was to see like comic books surrounded by awful things. That's the way that movie felt to me. It was a great <laughs> movie surrounded by an awful point in my life and I loved it. And I can admit there's flaws with it, but there's a huge romantic attachment. And when I watch the movie now from like a creator standpoint, I can see the moments where Sam Raimi is battling against the studio and the people that just don't get it, but are in turn giving him the money to make the movie. So I can feel the struggles that he must have had. Yeah. Still love it. So this movie was like a security blanket. Oh, absolutely. And then when the second (laughs) one came out, it was just, it was even that even more so, even though it was in a much better point, like professionally and personally, but I still just love that those first two movies. And I think that people don't give them their due. What about the third one? Oh no, we won't. No, that's terrible. See, I kind of liked the third one when it came out. Okay, yeah, you liked. should leave. Right? <laughs> yeah. You've said enough. I'll swing away. So what you're saying is these movies work best when your life is in shambles. Yes, absolutely. So oh. if you want to review it, have a horrible day and watch the movie and you'll feel all right. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's, oh, I guess I should say when I saw yeah, it. Yeah, when, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I saw it also the week it came out. I think it was like 
How old were you at the time? I was in my last year of high school. Yeah. And it was the big high school concert. You know, the, uh, the, like where you, I was in the band. Right. I played the clarinet. And you played the clarinet? <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going to yeah, say played you played the, the guitar or something. Yeah. yeah like something no really cool. guitar in high school. Yeah. Band. <laughs> I played the guitar way better than I played the clarinet, but no one asked me to play the guitar. Yeah. I played the goddamn clarinet. So anyway, so it was a big end of the year concert and everyone in the like band were all the, it was all full of nerds and they were all just, Oh, we just got to get through this concert so we can go across the street to the movie theater. And see Spider-Man, because everyone was so excited. So I went after the concert. Again, theater was packed full of everyone in my school who was in the band. Wait, was there a theater across the street from your high school? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I would have never gone to high school. <laughs> I was, there was a mall with a theater across the street from my uh, high school. It was pretty terrible. So, there was a know. dump across the street from my high school. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was... Uh, I liked it a lot. I liked the second one more, but Me the too. first one was definitely... Uh, it scratched an itch. Like I was a pretty big Spider-Man fan. Like, mm. and when I was a kid, I always wanted a movie. I even like rented. Do you remember they made like a couple of TV episodes, live action ones in right. the seventies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? He fought yeah. Thor. Didn't he fight Thor? No, that was the Hulk. That Incredible was Hulk uh, the Thor. Hulk and Daredevil. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I the remember Hulk those. And, yeah, but it was like I think it was kind of a like the same people that did the Hulk were like, let's do Spider-Man. And There's a Japanese one too. Did you watch that? Right. One? Yeah. Where he has a giant mecha suit. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Wow. <laughs> uh, so anyway, this was something that no one had ever really done properly. I was kind of itching for it. So even though I didn't feel like it was a totally perfect version of the, the kind of idea of Spider-Man I had in my head, it was, it was still pretty mind blowing. What was your hang up? I, th- <laughs> I think it was partly... <laughs> Toby Maguire, to be honest. Really? Yeah. yeah. He seems so old at the time. He yeah. seems younger now, but like, I was like, why is this 30 year old man in high school? Is really? he like writing a newspaper article about high school? See, at yeah. the time, I thought he was so perfect, but then the subsequent Spider Mans have been like, oh, they're way more perfect than he ever was. I, so. I, I was always a big hang up with the Green Goblin, not Willem Dafoe. Right. Yeah, he's just so good. he's wearing yeah. that mask. And that's yeah. like what I have learned since, like, in years past. Sam Raimi wanted Green Goblin to be disfigured, to have the classic Jekyll and Hyde idea, but it was the right. studio was like, no, 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 we'll have him wear a combative <laughs> mask that looks like a goblin, which is very it plausible. It looks like a Transformer. It's yeah. Really, it's so funny. It's so, like, you can't that, disfigure Willem Dafoe. He's no, so pretty. He's you such a beautiful <laughs> man. <laughs> well, you can see that they did, like, tests of, like, an animatronic rubber mask that looks like the comics more. I don't know if you've seen that. I, no. I think it looks kind of cool. It almost looks like, you know, like an evil dead monster or something. I think that was the thing is that they wanted it to be really slick and polished looking. Cause remember when the X-Men movie came out, no one thought it could be done. And then they're wearing like the, the black leather outfits, which I'm not the biggest fan of, but at the same time, when, when Cyclops goes, what you want yellow spandex, I'm like, touche, you yeah. look all ridiculous if you were wearing that. So I kind of, I, I just took it hook, line and sinker. It still bothered me, but I still loved it, you know, cause he was so, Behind the mask, he was perfect. Like, yeah. he was yeah. perfect, like, as as Norman Osborn. So, I was yeah. going to overlook the mask. He's really yeah. great. It's he kind of before, amazing. like, filmmakers learned to really interpret what was in the comics for the screen. Yeah. Yeah. Because Christopher Nolan did that so well with Batman after this. So, all the costumes seemed really plucked from the comic book um, mm-hmm. in a way that wasn't really uh, interpreted yet. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. that was a, right. a hang-up. Rob, do you want to run down the plot of what happens in Spider-Man? I sure do. So it's about <laughs> this giant spider 
who loses four arms, and then he's a man? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. No. That's almost, I don't know That's... if you guys ever read about the like canon films version of <laughs> yeah. Spider-Man, but they were literally going to do a version where Spider-Man is a, a spider monster. <laughs> I watched that. I mean, everybody knows the story of Spider-Man. It's about this nerdy loser kid named Peter Parker. He lives with his Aunt May and his Uncle Ben, and they're poor. They have it rough. You think you'd get more residuals from his rice company. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that they talk about how he's poor and has it rough, but you look at it now. They've got a nice house in Queens. Yeah. Uh, like <laughs> they, they own a car. Like They're not that bad in hindsight, but at the time, yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, they wouldn't be able to afford that now. <laughs> no, no. <the laughs> now it's been gentrified. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. They'd be millionaires now with that yeah. house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he's pretty pathetic as it starts out. Like, he totally gets Forrest Gumped on the bus. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he runs for it, and nobody will let him sit. Not even, yeah. and he doesn't have a Jenny yet. Just, no. just Mary Jane, the girl next door, who he has like this obsession over. Mm-hmm. But uh, never talked to? He just like, he no. grew up with her, but never talked to her. That's yeah. weird. Yeah, it's it was like, a little creepy. Yeah, it, creepy is the <laughs> afterword. Yeah. 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 Well, so anyway, they go on a class trip to Columbia University, and while he's there, he's there with his buddy, Harry Osborne. Which, Who's so good looking. Yeah, yeah. James so Franco. But again, yeah. ostracized by yeah. <laughs> the high school kids. For because some he's reason. probably like, he's rich and they hate him because he's a rich kid, probably. Yeah, that's I think true. that's what they sort of explain. Like, mm-hmm. he, his dad is Norman Osborn, who owns Oscorp, and he's been like shuffled out of all the private schools. He's been kicked out of them all, just like you were fired from all your jobs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so, while they're at the museum or whatever, James Franco convinces Toby Maguire to sort of talk to her. Well, he doesn't right away. First, James Franco talks to her, but he gets in trouble by the teacher, who's amazing. Yeah, who's that? Why does that teacher sound so weird? Do you remember this? The teacher, he kind of talks like this. Like, he's got kind of a Clint Eastwood voice. I forget who the teacher was. It was just some guy. That was his first acting gig and his last acting gig. He was also the same age as the actors playing the kids, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's that's like like every high school movie. (laughs) Kirsten Dunst, I think, was only like 19 or 20, though. So she's close to high school age. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but so Toby Maguire, I think, was forty-seven. Yeah, yeah. And she's dating at the time, like uh, in the world of this movie, Joe Magniello, right? Like that's the guy. Yeah, yeah. Flash Thompson. Yeah, oh, yeah. Flash Thompson. What a yeah. jerk! Yeah. He's such a dick. <laughs> but so he manages to speak to her and sort of under the guise of taking pictures of her for the newspaper. Once again, creepy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. probably not the first pictures he's taken of her because yeah. he lives yeah. right beside her and yeah. watches yeah. her changing half the time. Yeah. <laughs> this is my spidey sense. That's yeah. a camera. That's oh, <laughs> not cool, Peter Parker. <laughs> no, not cool. <laughs> but then they notice that one of the spiders that they were talking about is missing. And these are spiders which have been like, you know, spliced with like all these different DNAs and, you know, all that. And it sort of comes down from the ceiling and bites him. Mm-hmm. Like, Lita also tells him how to dress. Yeah. <laughs> and how to sew a costume. Yeah, exactly. You know, what I thought was weird that I never, ever thought about until watching it this time was a spider. Like, forget about the radioactive part. A mm-hmm. crazy exotic spider bites Peter Parker, who's, you know, uh, a scientist. Right. And tell the teacher like yeah. he just goes home in like a fever sweat and passes out it's i think like, he's probably been so ostracized by everybody that he feels like he'll just get in trouble for it right like when <laughs> the doctor yeah. in the hospital will just punch him like and, yeah. and as a, and like as, as a parent like when sometimes my kids will do something we're like why would you do that and then i realize later on well it wasn't really their fault well they had it coming you know so like it's probably like that mentality you just want to get into trouble you know right yeah so he goes home, and uh, he's he's not feeling well, probably because he's been bitten by a poisonous spider. Mm-hmm. And he starts to go through some real changes. 
You know, he gets hair where there wasn't hair before. Mm-hmm. He gets some muscle development. His voice changes. Yeah. yeah. It's called puberty. Yeah. <laughs> and he starts to like, he starts to, things get weird about him. And he gets really angry. He starts like, sort of like arguing with his uncle Ben. We're not like yeah. angry, but just like, no, you know, it's kind of like, snippy. It's ca- yeah, it's kind of like he's done, been doing steroids or something. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's a, it's a very not subtle, yeah, puberty. Yeah. I don't even want to say allegory because it's so unsubtle. They basically say it. It's like puberty. <laughs> <Yeah>. He has <laughs> nocturnal web emissions. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my God. God. I didn't think of it that he way. He can't get out of bed in the morning. Well, like, he's there in was there. a, I don't know if you've seen like one of the holdovers from like James Cameron worked on this movie for a while. And oh, one of the holdovers really? from the Cameron's script was the idea of getting rid of the web shooters and having it be like a... I've, like I liked that idea. Yeah. I've always yeah. liked that. Like yeah. Even like when Venom made his big debut and the black suit and all that stuff, that was one of the things I loved about it because we're dealing with a kid who gets bitten by a spider and gets superpowers. Ridiculous. <laughs> mm-hmm. But there's plausibility in that world and then it suddenly becomes implausible that you've got this kid who's like such a super genius that he builds these unbelievably, like, yeah. the tensile strength of this webbing <laughs> is, like, stronger than steel cable. Why not just sell that webbing to an industrial company, make millions, yeah. <laughs> move your parents out of Queens, yeah. like, get a nice mansion <laughs> somewhere. City. Like, yeah. there's there's so many more practical applications than, now it's time to fight crime. No, no, it's and not. And he knows a weapons developer. Yes. It's his best friend's <laughs> yeah. dad. Yeah. Who, like, loves him way more than yeah. his best friend. Take that idea oh, across the street. Done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, thought, I thought at the time too yeah such a great storytelling device such a mm-hmm. good way to to tell the story economically instead of having like yeah a 20 minute scene where he's like figuring out how to <laughs> yeah <laughs> how to come up with the greatest like spider invention material in scientific <laughs> yeah. history well we already have to see him like trying to figure out his costume which is <laughs> yeah oh we'll get to yeah. that but uh, but i did want to say in the cameron version there are storyboards from it and that kind of like the accidental yeah like a ad- ejaculate aspects of the webbing. I don't know how else to say it. Axe ejaculate. Thank uh, yeah. you. Uh, is even more pronounced. Like he's accidentally like squirting himself in the face. He's waking up in bed and there's just all this webbing everywhere. I'm kind of glad that wasn't in there. That's oh, it was great. gross. Yeah. Uh, in the face. Come on, James Cameron. <laughs> Jesus. He, his power sort of get him in trouble. Like at the cafeteria, like he ejaculates all over a, a tray. tray. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And then it sort of like pulls behind him. And he accidentally like gets Flash Thompson with a whole bunch of food. And mm-hmm. so Flash Thompson comes oh. and like starts to fight with him. Yeah, but we kind of skipped over this one part where Mary Jane is walking through yeah. the cafeteria and slips and he catches everything on the tray. Oh, yeah. And apparently that was done. Real. Like it was real. It wasn't CG or anything. Yeah, like they it. had to get a spider to bite to <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. those powers. Yeah. No, no, what was it? It was like an adhesive. There or was something? an adhesive on the plate and they said they did it like 50, 60 times it was, before yeah. they caught everything on the plate properly wow and if you watch the take they use you can see like kirsten dunst eyes kind of like dart off camera but it's probably like nope that's the one that's the one we're using we're not doing this again yeah. please yeah. let me go home yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, was like, no, I got this i got this uh, <laughs> yeah and he but he like he wins the fight he like kicks flash thompson's ass because he has all these like superpowers he mm-hmm. you know can dodge all of his punches everything slows down and he can you know yeah like, i love that everything's slow motion but he's he's regular motion that yeah. was kind of 
But this concerns Uncle Ben because he's he's starting fights. He's getting snippy. He's staying out all hours of the night. He doesn't come home to paint the house. Mm. <laughs> he apparently got LASIK surgery without telling anyone because <laughs> just doesn't need his glasses anymore. Yeah. yeah. And by the way, I think in the 2017 version, hopefully in the new Spider-Man, when Spider-Man gets all cool and confident, he gets thick glasses. Yeah. <laughs> because no, those glasses so. would be super cool now. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But so he wants to impress Mary Jane, and even though like he beat Flash Thompson in the fight, he has a car, so he doesn't really stand a chance. No. Mm. No. So he decides <laughs> that he needs to make some money so that he can buy a shitty car. And why is he taking the school – who's taking a school bus in Queens? Take a regular <laughs> – take a city bus. You're like a 30-year-old man. <laughs> <laughs> And he, uh, so he sees an ad in the paper for amateur wrestling. They're looking for somebody to stay in the ring for three minutes and they'll pay $3,000. So he thinks, you know, this is a good idea. A lot of famous people started out with wrestling. Abraham Lincoln, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> so this guy could be president. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so he, yeah, uh, same with Trump. He wrestled. Yeah, he was <laughs> in the WWE thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah he, was. he was. He got choke slammed by Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> the only thing he doesn't wrestle with is, is his conscience. now? Yeah. That would be great. <laughs> But so he puts together this costume. His Uncle Ben drives him in, and he's about to drop him off. And, you know, first he sort of has this talk with him. He's like, I want to tell you about the clitoris. <laughs> no, he's like, with great power comes... <laughs> That's the most awkward conversation for that old man. He's like, I want to tell you about this. Can you tell me about this? <laughs> hey, you're not Uncle Ben. <laughs> <laughs> um with great power comes great responsibility. And this becomes like, he doesn't even like take this advice. He's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> and he goes to the wrestling match and fights Macho Man Randy Savage. Yeah. Bonesaw. And you can see him just like acting so hard not to be like, ooh, yeah, snap into a Slim Jim. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's great. He's so fun. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. And it's like, they like pull a cage match on him. All yeah. of a sudden, it's like hell You're on a cell. Nowhere. What kind of like <laughs> amateur wrestling is this? Yeah. yeah, it's like now I can last three minutes because I can't leave the ring. <laughs> <laughs> it yeah. seems like they must actually be killing people. <laughs> Isn't wrestling fake? <laughs> not no, not not this time. This is the real stuff. This is underground New York unlicensed wrestling. <laughs> uh, and Bruce Campbell is the announcer. Like, yeah, this he's was great. Between movies, he was having a hard time getting gigs. So, <laughs> well, he's in all. Yeah, he's in all of them. Yeah, yeah that's right. Different people. Yeah, he's yeah. got a really funny bit in the second one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's the theater usher. Yeah. yeah, who's maybe the same character? Maybe he just bounces around. And the and when he's the, I liked him as the waiter. He's the highlight of the third one. Right. Yeah, yeah as the waiter in the classy restaurant, <laughs> he's such a douche. He might actually be the yeah, same yeah. guy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That was, I mean, one of my favorite parts of the Spider-Man movies, just because being a Sam Raimi flick and having mm-hmm. Bruce Campbell in them, you know, it felt good. It felt like he was, like, you know, nodding towards... There was the even, like, an episode of Reboot where they had, like, his his Ash character in, like, a video game. Yeah. It was, like, the... It was, like... Oh, sort of like awesome. a Resident, not Resident Evil, like a, an Evil Dead kind of video game. And he was the guy that they were all trying to kill. It's like, wow, Bob Matrix is trying to kill uh, <laughs> yeah, Ash from... Uh, yeah, it's amazing. Sorry, cut you off. Do, do you know, has there ever been like a Spider-Man story in the comics or, or anything where someone who was at like his first wrestling match was like, hey, you know what's really weird? That hero everyone loves, Spider-Man, I saw him in like basically a fight club <laughs> yeah. like before he was just famous. Like a hipster? <laughs> yeah. If anybody from Marvel is listening, someone's going to gank that idea and yeah. totally pitch it. That's amazing. Okay, so he comes back to where Uncle Ben is picking him up and Uncle Ben has been shot and he dies. He runs after the person who 
killed him, he finds overhears over the radio where this person is heading. And it's this guy that he neglected to stop after the wrestling match, which he won. He didn't get this $3,000 because the promoter screwed him and yeah. only gave him like 100 bucks. And so this guy... Because he was supposed to wrestle for three minutes and he yeah, didn't wrestle right. the amount of time. Yeah. yeah, that old... Anyway, so <laughs> this guy steals the gate money and the promoter is like, hey, stop him. But he doesn't stop him. He's like, oh, it's not my problem. And then he he stops this guy and pulls off his hat and sees the same frosted tips. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, way later, no. yeah, yeah. After he like chases him down. After he chases him down, Uncle Ben's killer. Yeah, it's yeah. such like a nineties holdover. It's so show necklace, frosted tips, buddy. Yeah. Watch out. Yeah, he was yeah. listening to Smash Mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was the guy from Smash. Yeah, get <laughs> yeah. 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 a tough time. Actually, that actor was also the guy who is the shitty dad in Spawn. So he's, <laughs> oh. oh, really? <laughs> he like he's a catalyst for a lot of superheroes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You should franchise. That's great. Yeah. Hey, uh, you need to be a good guy. I can uh, be a shitty guy. Hulk, you need to be mad. I can make you mad. <laughs> hey, maybe I help. Uh, I help gun down the Waynes. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I like pearls. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but so so Uncle Ben is dead. Mm-hmm. Uncle Ben is dead, and <laughs> <laughs> his name was Uncle Ben. After the graduation ceremony, which Uncle Ben doesn't get to be at, Peter Parker decides. He's dead. <laughs> that, yeah, that would have been a great plot twist. They just drag the corpse along. <laughs> I was just not handling out, things put, very yeah, well. Put some sunglasses yeah. on it. Yeah. 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 But so after a graduation, Peter Parker decides that he's going to move into New York. He's getting an apartment with Harry Osborne, and he's going to try to get a job as a photographer. So that's what he does. And also, you know, Mary Jane's going to be there. She's trying to make it as an actress. So it's going to be real great. Uh, he gets his first apartment. Lots it's of nice. opportunities for people who are actresses and photographers. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> nice. They're everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> that journalism is going to really stick around. Yeah. So. <laughs> He's doing well. I'm pretty sure in the new movie, J. Jonah Jameson just has a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But so, pictures? I don't need pictures. It's a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> what am I going to do with these? <laughs> We need to mention all the stuff that's happening with his nemesis to be Mm. uh, Norman Osborn, who is like the head of Oscorp. They're this big chemical weapons corporation or whatever, and they're going to lose their contract because they haven't developed this like super serum or something crazy like that. They can't like test it on humans yet. Yeah. Yeah. And Norman is under a lot of pressure. So he decides to test it on himself, even though it made one of the lab rats go crazy and Mm -hmm. psychotic. And that's what it sort of does to him. And Labrat's got a little goblin costume. <laughs> the other Started yeah. talking to mirrors. <laughs> and like we've seen a lot of Willem Dafoe at this point as Harry's dad, but he also becomes like a sort of surrogate father figure to Peter. You know, he that was one of the parts that I really liked about the movie. I fucking love that. I part. know it's such a good idea and a good angle, and it makes it difficult for Peter to want to fight this guy because. Yeah. Basically, this guy's been, you know, and it's implied that this guy has helped out Uncle Ben and Aunt May financially, yeah. repeatedly. He's probably paying for the apartment. Yeah, that, that sweet gentrified condo that they <laughs> have in Queens. Yeah, there's yeah. a part where, like, he offers to help him find a job, and Peter's like, no, thanks, I want to make it on your own. It's like, oh, really? Whose loft are you living <laughs> yeah. in? <laughs> yeah. Don't get too cocky. Yeah, yeah, I can't be bought, man. You've got a brilliant scientific mind. Time to take pictures for a newspaper. All right. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of a waste <laughs> but so he goes crazy but he doesn't seem to like remember it but so 
at one point, like, he kills a bunch of the board members because they decide to out and sell the company to the other competitor. Yeah, he, like, there's this testing zone that is just thick cement walls because it's like, you know, a blast could happen. Mm-hmm. And then he comes in with some bombs and blows them all up. And I was like, what are those walls doing? They're, They're containing the anything. explosion. They're making sure that nobody else dies, just the people he wants. Yeah. <laughs> it was cost-cutting measures. Yeah. That, you know. yeah. uh, <laughs> Trump built that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good wall, good wall. <laughs> but so, also at the same time, Spider-Man's starting to do his thing. He's got his costume fixed up, doesn't look as sad anymore. <laughs> I don't know, like, did he take, like, a home ec class or something between? In between, yeah. Yeah, like a summer class. Yeah. And also, his drawings were pretty good. Maybe he should have gotten a job drawing comic books. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. His design work. Was that, though? you know, actually, those are Phil Jimenez's hands that's drawing the oh. costumes, like the DC artist. I think he's exclusive with DC now. But, yeah, it's Phil Jimenez that actually did the drawing for the that's his hand on the screen because he was drawing Spider-Man at the time. Oh, Sorry, nice. random trivia if you ever no, watch Jeopardy. Yeah, well, yeah. No, I also thought like when I drew Spider-Man, they all look like amorphous blobs <laughs> yeah, with like yeah. grids on them. So yeah. I don't know how this guy got comic book level. Yeah, he's amazing. Well done. <laughs> but so he also starts taking pictures because again, he sees like a thing in the front page of the newspaper saying that they'll pay money for pictures of Spider-Man. He's a real I guess that's how you found yeah. jobs in the past is you <laughs> yeah. look for newspapers. There's a lot of that. Even Uncle Ben says he's just like Look in the job. Look in the newspaper for a job. Yeah, I feel like he's trying to tell me something. (laughs) (laughs) There's a whole world out there, Rob. (laughs) Anyway, so he starts taking pictures. He starts getting all these great photos of Spider-Man and sells them to J. Jonah Jameson, J.K. Simmons. In great role. I mean, it's a sort of breakthrough, right? That was the first thing I saw him after Oz, and all I can think of is Schillinger is running a newspaper. Oh God, (laughs) like Schillinger. That's one of the best TV villains ever. Oh, that guy's. I've never seen that. You never seen Oz? No. Oh, don't watch it. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. It's amazing, but it is traumatic. That's like a great Arrested Development joke when uh, George Michael wants to watch something with the Wizard of Oz and he's on the TV because he saw Oz. (laughs) And it shows him with a little tinfoil hat watching it. And then all of a sudden he shows him pulling the blanket up in front of his face. Terrifying. I assume from Orange is the New Black, the prison was just hugs. No, no, not not in this one. No. (laughs) Hugs and more. Yeah. I don't know. When I was a kid and I saw, I hadn't seen Oz uh, at the time, but when I saw J.K. Simmons' as Jane Jonah Jameson, that was the first moment in this movie where I was like, oh, okay, this is straight out of my imagination. Yeah. What I thought this character would be. Exactly. So good. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. spot on casting. Well, that was the thing. The first thing when they eventually rebooted Spider-Man with uh, um, Facebook's friend, uh, I, I couldn't <laughs> imagine who they would get to play J. Jonah Jameson. I was like, you, you could basically not have the character in there. Mm-hmm. They but, didn't have the character, did they? I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah, I didn't I see the Amazing so. Spider-Mans. I, I, oh, you didn't? I boycotted them. Oh, yeah. They were Me too. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, Bill Nunn is there, who we talked about last week. That's right. Canadian Bacon. Yeah. yeah. And he uh, passed away last year, apparently. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. That's oh, sad. That is um, sad. He's yeah. great. We've been talking about him a lot. Yeah. Uh, oh, and Elizabeth Banks. Yeah. yeah. Yes, Elizabeth Banks. And Octavia Spencer was in there earlier. Oh, yeah. She worked for, like, the secret Yeah, for the secret wrestling. wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> but before we uh, talk about the rest of the movie, we want to take a break and then we'll uh, we'll come back and talk about the rest of Spider-Man. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome back. We're talking about Spider-Man, the 2002 Sam Raimi movie. Okay, so then what happens? We've got Spider-Man. We've got the Green Goblin. Mm -hmm. They fight for the first time. Yeah, that's right. Wasn't it in the burning building? That's yeah, the second time, yeah. First, they fight in Times Square. Yeah, that's right. After he kills all the board members and There's almost his son and girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. Macy yeah. Gray. He's there. pretty indiscriminate. Oh yeah, and Macy Gray. Macy what? Gray almost gets taken out. That would have been a tragedy. Yeah, and there's a Stan Lee cameo, which I found kind of distracting. Because yeah. that was the first one. We'd never seen that yeah. before. I know, yeah. but he also, like, saves a kid? He pulls Come somebody on. out of the way from a rock falling, doesn't he? But mm. it was, yeah, but it was so not gratuitous. Like, it was very quick. Yeah, if true. you didn't know no. what Stan Lee looked like. It was, but like, I mean, as opposed to now where they give him lines where it's like a silly yeah. joke, like, you know, he should have a strip club or he should have had a conversation about ejaculating like a mall rat. <laughs> yeah. <or whatever. laughs> Your friend is very obsessed with the genitals of superheroes. <laughs> but yeah, that was a great scene. I actually yeah. really enjoyed that. Some of the special effects seem a little wonky now. Maybe yeah, they do. It's a like, very, very overly bright and orange at times. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but it's, it's nice and bright. That's kind of what yeah. I liked about it. Cause yeah. all the action scenes now in superhero movies are just dark and you can't really see what's happening. Yeah. Or have like such a specific palette. Like this feels mm-hmm. colorful. It feels yeah. like a comic book movie. Like yeah. it feels yeah. like a comic book. And I was going to bring that up with the green goblin is campy, but you, it's so it's presented in a way that you do buy it. Like I bought it. Like yeah. it felt like it all fit and worked in that world and wasn't clunky and that's a bit out of place. No, it all worked seamlessly. Yeah. And that's what I think Sam Raimi brought to it. I think he was a perfect director to introduce people because before that, there's just X-Men and this. Mm-hmm. And I would, I was always hoping that you would see a Sam Raimi lizard and a Sam Raimi Mysterio. Oh, I thought <laughs> Mysterio with Sam Raimi at the helm would have been out of the park yeah. magnificent. But yeah. they're not, they're, I don't think we'll ever see a Mysterio no, movie. Oh, you don't think in a movie ever? Nope, don't think so. Because I think they're going to go with the Maximum Carnage story angle with the new ones. Did Sam yeah, Raimi make yeah. that Oz movie with James Franco? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that? he did, yeah. Yeah. Just like a, just a defeated, uh, yeah. 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 Anyway. You were mentioning one other movie. Obviously, this was, this was uh, the second big Marvel, not Marvel Studios, but, you know, Marvel, Marvel. Comics. Uh, Let's not forget movie. Blade, though. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, like the big one that seemed to be kind of a cornerstone for this one was was Tim Burton's Batman because yeah, we've got yeah. Danny Elfman doing a very sure. similar theme in this one. Oh yeah, it even seemed like maybe the casting of Willem Dafoe was kind of like let's get a Nicholsony kind of a well, guy. Yeah, even uh, even the parade floats. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right yeah. From, yeah. So I I don't know if I feel that way about the Dafoe thing. Like nope. he's so I think he's such a great actor and like. Jack Nicholson was at one point, but he wasn't at that point, I don't think. And yeah, he does like the crazy performance because that's what it sort of calls for. But like all like the father stuff is like so not real. Yeah. And so like not like a caricature. I don't know. I don't think it's I don't think it's. But are you talking about like like box office impact of a name like Defoe? Like he's got universal credibility. I was more thinking even just like when they're in a room saying, who do we cast? Yeah. And there's What about the guy who played Christ? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, but he's not that kind of a, you know, like he's can play it sweet and like a normal guy, but then he's can, you know, turn on that 
evil kind of grin and have so, that yeah, kind of mouth malice. is so big. Oh, yeah, yeah, you could yeah. see Willem Dafoe as like a hobo on the street asking for your change, but you can also see him making the powerful decision in a boardroom. Like he's just yeah. he can he's like morphing into any role. Yeah, he looks, he's great in this. I love him. He kind of has a weird, like a very distinct looking face. Yeah. But I think at this point he's also like really young still. Yeah. And sometimes he just kind of looks like a regular handsome person and then sometimes he looks like a crazy motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All the mirror scenes, like he is psychotic in that. I love all that stuff. Like all the like the Jungian stuff and the yeah. Dr. Jekyll and Dr. Hyde stuff. Like, well, it's all Dr. The Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Oh, shit. Mr. Hyde did not have his doctorate yet. Yeah, he didn't go through school <laughs> for that. <laughs> Lazy bastard. So keep going with the plot, man. Yeah, keep going. <laughs> well, I mean, basically, like, they start to sort of circle around each other because Norman figures out at Thanksgiving dinner, they have Thanksgiving dinner, Aunt May's there, Mary Jane's there. Oh, I forgot to mention that Harry Osborne is dating Mary Jane. So mm-hmm. this is like this really awkward part for Peter Parker because his best friend is dating the person that he's clearly in love with. And of course, his best friend knows that he's in love with her. Mm-hmm. But this Thanksgiving scene, this was, I remember this being a big laugh in the theater when Willem Dafoe realizes that Peter Parker's Spider-Man and yeah. he just abruptly leaves and they go into the hallway and he starts telling Harry, you know, like, Girls like that, they're just in it for the money. Just <laughs> just do what you want with her and then get rid of her or something. Yeah, and then yeah. it cuts to like everyone just sitting at dinner listening to <laughs> oh them. Oh my god. Like it's they didn't like leave the building. They're just like ten feet away. <laughs> and they're just awkward. That's, but that's supposed uh, to be yeah. like that's a serum. That's him going crazy. He's not yeah. he's not Norman anymore. He's the goblin. I like yeah. that because he's like he's such a good person at points. Mm. Like he's really good to Peter, and he seems like he yeah. really like wants to help him. And he's he an tries. asshole to his own son. Well, I know he has that like movie. duality. Yeah, when his like badness comes out, like that's a lot what the movie is sort of like talking about very explicitly. It's like mm. what kind of man do you want to be? Um, right. What kind of choices do you want to make? And it, I found it really dramatic to see like the p- sort of pressure that these people are sort of put on, and how like they react to it, and how they become these two different and opposing but yet similar characters Mm -hmm. but so he's figured out that peter parker is spider-man but spider-man doesn't know that that he is the green goblin so he decides to get at him by hurting aunt may and then he also kidnaps mary jane after that and on the bridge he sort of puts him in like a, a a bind you know a choice he can either like save mary jane or he can save this cable car full of kids. And to be honest, when I saw The Dark Knight, which yeah. I will say is a great movie, yeah. when I was watching The Dark Knight, I remember in the theater, like leaning back, talking to my wife, being like, "This is James Spider Man," you know. But I, did, I hasten to say uh, that in Spider Man, he's given the choice between the cable car full of kids and Mary Jane, and he does both. Yeah. Where, where in The Dark Knight, he makes a choice. Yeah. And, and suffers the consequences well, of it. He made a which, choice. Right. And yeah. like, it worked out for him. But yeah. like, can you imagine if all those kids died? And Mary Jane's alive, sure. But like, she's like, I can't fucking see you again. You let all those children <laughs> die. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's she horrible. feels responsible. Like, yeah, that would have been a different movie. Yeah. I sort of I I had a problem with that. That's with a Werner that Herzog cut. That's what that is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. sends the children all die and they live alone in some mountains. <laughs> <laughs> she should be like, stop saving me, okay? Yeah. Just, you yeah. know, yeah, you're killing a lot of people by saving me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but so uh, yeah, and they have like this big confrontation. He and he figures out that only during the fight that Willem Dafoe or he Willem Dafoe reveals that he's the Green Goblin. And there's this, Which is another great moment because he pulls off his mask and, tri- and is going. Peter, Peter, it's, it's me. It's me. 
you saved me, Peter. Yeah. I was I was bad, but now you've shown me the way or whatever. Yeah. But he's really going to like get him with the with yeah, the glider. With his like predator arm thing. Yeah, that that's he has right. The glider, yeah. Classic. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen Predator. Thanks. I'm a nerd. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but so the Green Goblin dies. But the last thing he says is, "Don't tell Harry." Yeah. No, but the real last thing he says is, "Oh." <laughs> oh yeah that's right <laughs> it says don't tell harry that's right yeah which leaves him with like this conundrum i found that lyric really really powerful as well there's a mm-hmm. lot I, like the ending of that movie is great because and then when james franco sees him and yeah, yeah then, spider-man putting his, yeah uh, his dad dead dad down and yeah. then so peter knows his best friend hates him mm-hmm. that and that's what you're thinking when you leave the studio you know yeah. you're just like ah oh, but also rough. They go to uh, Norman's funeral, and Mary Jane says that she's found something that she really has feelings for. And we think it's going to be Spider-Man because they did, like, the whole upside-down kiss, and (laughs) it was very romantic. (laughs) Now, that was a weird scene because what I didn't remember from that scene is Mary Jane is about to be, like, sexually assaulted by, like, five dudes. Yeah. I remember it as, like, a robbery or something, but it's literally, like... Five oh, guys yeah. see her, chase dark. her down an alley, and then hold her up against the wall before Spider-Man. This was a, a, ostensibly a children's movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I don't think that – I mean, I didn't get it when I saw it. No, when I saw it, I saw it just – I thought mugging. Yeah, But like, we're, you know, we're, we're – especially like as dudes, we're, we're very ignorant at yeah. that point. And I think a lot of guys still are, but we're kind of like – being trained to start seeing what's actually going on, the subtext there. Sure. Maybe Sam Raimi put that in there so that guys would see that, and then everyone ignored it. Like we all ignored it, like a bunch of dopes were like explosions <laughs> and fighting, you know. And <laughs> he was shit, pissed. You're right. So you never know. You never know. That could Man. that could be what it was. And it wasn't a super villain. It wasn't like she was about to be assaulted by no, like the just, chameleon or something. No, it yeah. was. It was just she lived in a not great neighborhood. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it was just like the oh, people God. across the street from her apartment just randomly decided to attack her. Yeah. That's awful. Well, so she tells Peter Parker that she's in love with him mm-hmm. and kisses him. And he says, I just, you know, I think you're wonderful and you always have my friendship, but that's all I can give you. Because he knows that as long as he's Spider-Man, he's always going to bring pain. His actions are always going to hurt the people that he loves. Yeah, he might have also been a little weirded out that she was confessing her love to him at her, like, just, just ex-boyfriend's dad's funeral. Like, oh, like yeah. that's a little... Well, I don't know, man. Yeah, I wouldn't mind to me. When you're talking about the feelings of funerals, man, it's crazy. <laughs> it's wild. <laughs> Sorry about your dad. Also, I don't think we should see each other anymore. Yeah. <laughs> also, your best friend. I'm in love with him. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Yeah. But, you know, we didn't talk much about Kristen Dunst, but I thought she was, like, really great in this. She does a really good performance. Es- especially in that scene where Tobey Maguire is giving her nothing. Yeah. Like, it's it's horrible He's sort of like a, a white cracker. He doesn't have, like, any, like, he doesn't do anything. His face no. doesn't a move. A white cracker. That's the analogy. <laughs> without <laughs> without really? salt. Like, bland. Yeah, you yeah. mean he's like Robbie Coltrane? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like Kristen Dunst was like Anne Hathaway before Anne Hathaway became Anne Hathaway. Way, you know, like what do you mean? there's like a I remember at the time when the first Spider-Man movie came out, the girl I was dating like 
hated Kirsten Dunst. Like, hated right. her. I'm like, was yeah. she on a rival cheerleading squad? No, like, <laughs> no, it was not Broughton at that point. But it's just like, they just, there was this weird thing. And then now Anne Hathaway, for some reason, everybody dislikes Anne Hathaway. I don't know what yeah, it is. I like Anne Hathaway. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think yeah. she's great. Has made a comeback. Yeah. 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 Ha- has she? Well, kind of. Like she was Fargo amazing was so in Melancholia. Yeah. yeah. Was she in Fargo? Fargo? Season yeah. two? Season two. She, yeah. 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 so good. I, I thought she such a crush on her. Yeah, in, in Spider Man. Yeah, and before sure, that in too, in Virgin yeah. Suicide. Yeah, I don't know. She was like, she was amazing. <laughs> uh, I thought I thought she was great. I've always liked As her, but <laughs> I didn't think that the character was very well written in this no. movie. Yeah. The no. Mary Jane was was uh, she just kind of her only role was really kind of bouncing between these two guys and kind of having and even like it just seemed like who. Whoever she was like interacting with, she became infatuated with. Like, yeah. she yeah. likes Harry, and then Spider Man saved her once. She's like, I'm in love with someone. I've yeah. never really? been a Mary Jane fan, like, ever. Like, in the comics when I was Gwen growing Stacey up. Gwen Stacy Man. No, it wasn't a Gwen oh. Stacy Man either. I was always a Black Cat guy. Like, I always oh, thought Black Cat was. Felicia. Yeah, like, she was the <laughs> Hello, perfect. <Felicia. laughs> she was the perfect, like, balance to Spider Man. Because like, and she looks great in that suit. Yes, of course. <laughs> there was that element. I'm not gonna lie, but I've always thought that the the perfect Spider-Man movie would involve her, Spider-Man, the Lizard, and Craven the Hunter hunting down the Lizard, and Spider-Man trying to save his teacher, Kirk Connors. Mm. I came up with this entire like weed infused storyline, and <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. But I've always, I've, I have, I never understood why. Sam Raimi, a guy who's all over that stuff, didn't include Black Cat eventually. Mm. So, like, yeah. I'm I'm yeah. overly critical of Kirsten Dunst, but because I've just never been a Mary Jane guy, you know. And then in that cartoon in the '90s where she was always wearing a yellow sweater. Blue jeans yeah. with brown cowboy boots and like a mole that moved all over her face <laughs> from one episode to the next. She's like Richard Lewis. Yeah, yeah and she's always like, you got it, tiger. It's like, oh, God, yeah. stop it. She That's stop true. It. I didn't believe it when she said tiger. No. Like, and, that yeah. guy, Toby Maguire, is not a tiger. He's like He's a feral a Australian cat at best. <laughs> yeah. They you should cast a real red head. Really yes. As well. <laughs> I like it's like when they they cast Jessica Alba as Sue Storm. Was there not a single blonde person in all of Hollywood? Could you not find one? Well, yeah, you know who? It's also amazing. really it's also really not fair Jonathan to the invisible uh, actors and actresses. Yes, that. absolutely, totally. <laughs> yeah. They've got it so rough that it's like they're always in the background. No one's paying. Yeah, no, you can't them. see them. It was weird in the Spider Man movies too because Mary Jane, you know, Kirsten Dunst is blonde, but she was dyed redhead, and then Gwen Stacy. Was that blonde? Red blonde, was, yeah. Red, Ron Howard's yeah, daughter, weird right? Thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Ugh. But yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's the end of the movie. That's well, the end of the movie. Did you guys? How did you feel about it? Holding up, did you? Because there's been a lot of comic book movies since there's a been, lot of Spider-Man, movies a lot of Spider-Man movies. The, the you, same Spider-Man movie. Being do you made feel like this movie? Still holds up in the sort of contemporary comic book movie realm. One hundred percent. Defender, yeah. One hundred percent. I do, and I do because it feels like a comic book turned into a movie, and not like a movie that's adapting a comic book. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Because now they get so caught up in it's got to be gritty, it's got to be in yeah. the real world, and it's like no, it doesn't, because you're dealing with a guy who can <laughs> climb on walls and shoot web from his hands. Yeah. I'm suspending my disbelief. I'm going in and I'm watching it. The guy is flying around on like a military grade hoverboard yeah. when we buy it. So like make it ridiculous. And there's nothing wrong with a little bit of campiness. And I think Sam Raimi was the perfect director for oh, it. Yeah, and, for sure. and I, I just, I wish like if he had made that movie now, we would all be like, 
our jaws would be on the ground yeah. because there's so many stories about how the third one, the network was ham fisting Venom. Venom mm. had to be in it. And he was like, no, we've got the Sandman. And they made like such a Thomas Hayden Church. I feel so bad for him. That was his big <laughs> break. I love Thomas Hayden Church. And then they, that movie. Oh, that was, that was something. I still think the first two Spider-Mans from Sam Raimi hold up magnificently. Sure. Yeah. And also you mentioned that he got in, like he was all of a sudden he was buff and muscularly developed. Not to the extremes that we would see them yeah. go to. Like he, you know what he looked like? He looked like a guy who spent a lot of time on the elliptical. Yeah, like he was thin. <laughs> he was he was like lean. Whereas now we we would want them to be like buff and. Didn't J.K. Simmons get buff for something? Yeah, he did for a war movie. I think. Yeah, yeah no, it was for uh, for people said it was for Justice League because they saw a picture of him like in the gym with yeah, the Commissioner with the Gordon beard. mustache or a beard. But then and everyone was like, why? You know, people were getting mad about the Gordon, movie, yeah. saying like, why does Commissioner Gordon have to be buff? And then J.K. Simmons was like, hey, I'm just getting in shape for me, guys. Leave me alone. I I really like this movie actually like more than yeah. I thought because I remember liking Spider-Man 2 more. I remember yeah. this movie not hitting as many notes as I wanted to at the time, but watching it now, it's so easy to get into it. It's just like a really involving story. I think they get uh, a lot of great emotional beats from the characters early on. It's mm-hmm. just you get into it. And they yeah. take their time setting it up. Totally yeah. something that they don't yeah. do necessarily now, which is really nice. It's long and it feels yeah. like a multi-part story, but it comes together very well. Yeah. And that first scene where you First, and I don't know if you got goosebumps music, but the first time you see Spider-Man do the big, long arc swing, skimming along the ground. Right. and just yeah. arching the back. Yeah, and, uh, and, and then letting go and leaping and doing it again. You're just like, dude, I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it. <laughs> and I remember in the theater being like, there, there's always those, oh, the movies can like take you somewhere. The movie took me on a friggin' ride, man. Yeah. It was awesome. I loved it. Yeah, That's I great. feel the same way. Like, I sort of had like a shitty weekend, kind of. I was a bit hungover, and I watched this really late. I didn't really want to watch it, but I was putting it off, and it was like just what I fucking needed. <laughs> yeah. And it was so satisfying. That's and it satisfied awesome. me in like the thrill ride way, and it satisfied me in like the emotional way, and it made me think about like myself and mm-hmm. like. I don't know. It, it's full of great stuff. It's like a. It's amazing. I mean, it, I think like, like this is one of the like journey. primordial like superhero movies and one of the primordial superhero plots. And it's so relatable. The character is so relatable because he's he's helpless and he can't act. He's like he, he's like a Hamlet sort of. Are you talking uh, about Tommy McGuire? Or <laughs> yeah, that's right. When I said can't act, I meant <laughs> yeah. he can't perform. But he. he can't like talk to Mary Jane. Mm. He, he he wants to be this person, but he doesn't really know how. And like the struggle of him realizing that, realizing how to be something is is thrilling. It's, yeah, I, I mean, I guess I never really thought about like him putting on the mask and then being able to talk to people finally and like participate in the neighborhood. Yeah, but it was witty. because he wasn't himself. Kind of. He's a bit homophobic during the wrestling match. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was weird. <laughs> That's yeah. I just couldn't get past James Franco. I like when watching this movie. I, I liked it when I first saw it, but then watching it again, I was like, oh, yeah, I really didn't like James Franco really? when I first saw it. I, I didn't know who he was either. Yeah. Like, I hadn't seen Freaks and Geeks. So yeah, the first exactly. time I saw it, I was just like, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> he's not really talking. He's breathing. It's, it's, yeah, it's I a lot really... of moping. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of liked him. Yeah? Yeah, I thought I thought it was good. And I liked the, the dynamic between those two characters. I liked that it was like, like a friendship story, like a brotherhood mm. story. Yeah. Um, I, I do did, like the split, yeah. the, the end with the split, like as a... I, I I had a friend and 
he had a thing for this girl and she didn't have a thing for him. She ended up having a thing for me. And this was my first like, dude, friendship's more important moment in life thing. And I kind of like really. What kind of man do you want to be? Yeah, I really (laughs) I damaged this friendship very severely. And it was a hard lesson. And so when I watched this movie, I immediately could reson that resonated with me like of of like, I didn't know, I, I want my friend back, but my friend's never going to be my friend again kind of feeling. And Damn. that, like, loss that you feel, like, then that's a universal, like, human thing. We've all lost friends that yeah. are, we see them every day, but we know it's never going to be the same, you know? Yeah. That, and that, that to me was like, <laughs> it, that was like a great, like, uh, emotional note at the end of the movie. Because normally, at the end of the movie is when, well, it's all worked out. Time for the next one, maybe. <laughs> right. And now it's like, if there is a next one, that will cause rifts yeah. with yeah, everybody. For sure. Yeah, it, it ends in a very fractured place, which is maybe unusual for, yeah. for this type of movie. There's no like relationship satisfaction in any of the triangle. No. Of, well, yeah, it, it ends yeah. with James Franco hating Spider-Man, and it ends with Peter telling the girl he spent two hours lusting after that he doesn't... <laughs> He just wants to be friends. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah it's, it's and a, lying to it's his a best difficult friend. place to end. I think maybe I didn't like that at the time, but yeah. now that I'm older, I appreciate yeah, it. It's definitely. much more realistic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I do think it, at the very least, this movie gave us that Nickelback song. <laughs> you guys remember <laughs> Wait, no. so Isn't bad. it like Chad Kroger featuring some yeah. other dude? Oh, it was yeah, just right. Kroger. Yeah. 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 <laughs> solo Kroger. track. Kroger solo. <laughs> yeah. It was the guy from, what was a uh, drowning pool? I don't know. Josie Scott yeah, or something. Yeah. That's the guy's name. And they're like, you remember the music video? They're like singing on a rooftop while Spider-Man swings by and stuff. Yeah, that song sucked. A golden golden era for the music industry. They played that so fucking much on the radio. Yeah. Yeah. They also... uh, Is that your fault? (laughs) (laughs) I remember... it so. No. My (laughs) wife worked in a video store and she said the video store like tape that they gave them to play like constantly had that song. Oh man! I was at at Fan Expo a few years ago and we were in Artist Alley and we were facing the real Steel booth, which was Mm. doing its big like promo push. And so the movie trailer for Real Steel was playing on repeat for four days. (laughs) And I saw like that whole thing repeatedly. Oh, it was terrible. Oh, God. Real steel, gung gung. Like, I'll always remember that sound. <laughs> well, that is, speaking of Hugh Jackman, that reminds me, like, he said in an interview, apparently, he was supposed to have a cameo in this movie as Wolverine, but then, because he was in New York when they were filming, but then no one knew where the Wolverine costume was, so he <laughs> just didn't do it. <laughs> I don't know if that's true, but that's what he said. That's pretty funny. He's charming. He's charming. He's a charming <laughs> yeah. He can do everything. Okay, so I think we're all saying this movie is rewatchable, right, guys? Were yeah. you? You were at the beginning. Did we oh, yeah. convince you? No, I mean, I think you guys convinced me. I still. There's... What kind of man do you want to be? <laughs> what, is it, what is it that you don't like? I I don't really don't like Harry Osborn. I, I James Franco really is a big hangout for me. Tobey Maguire, though I thought he was perfect in the past, I really don't think he's right now. Looking at it, and since we've had like Andrew oh, I thought Garfield, he meant in the past, like in period dramas, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, rule or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, but yeah, just seeing it again with the direction of Sam Raimi, he's so good. And and when we're talking about translating a comic book to the screen. And having there's shots where it looks like a panel of a comic book yeah. because it's how Sam Raimi directs anyway, where it's not like the Hulk that Ang Lee, Ang Lee did, where it like makes itself a comic book. So I, it's successful. I think it's very successful. I, I'm I'm gonna say it's rewatchable. Okay, Definitely. good, good, yeah, good. Now we can keep our friendships. Okay, this is good. 
No, I, I, you know, I was, like I said, I didn't love it at the time, but I was surprised by how much I liked it this time. Yeah. And are you guys going to see the new one, the new Spider-Man? Oh, 100%. No. Yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah. You think I'm it'll be excited. good? Yeah. I, I, listen, I was very hesitant about the, the Disney acquisition of Marvel Studios, but with friends that work at Marvel, what they're doing is, is great. They're putting a lot of efforts into taking comics a step forward and finding new audiences. And, the movies have just been lights out. Like I thought Civil War, which was completely different than the comic book, worked for me once again. And and is it perfect? No, but I'm not going in there with like the eyes of a critic. I'm going in there with the eyes of a guy who just loves Steve Rogers and thinks Iron Man is a douche. So I'm loving it. <laughs> like, I'm liking it. And I think that the new Spider-Man movie, like Tom Holland is just – like what you he's were saying, right. to, he is, yeah, he's, he's perfect. perfect. Yeah. I can see that kid failing a science test and coming up with a shitty excuse. You know, like <laughs> yeah. I can see him doing that and just ever, and, and, and on a personal level, seeing Michael Keaton back in a big screen, the guy mm. who ushered in the era of modern superhero movies, having mm. him come back as a villain after seeing yeah. Birdman yeah. and then him yeah. as Vulture. Like it's just playing literally. Birdman. Yeah. It's just like, and it's <laughs> like, it's like, it's a new era boys. we got to change with. I'm like, I love you, Mr. Mom. I love you. It's like, I love Michael Keaton. I think he's great. So yeah. In small doses. Uh, I'm, I'm very, I'm very keen for it. Yeah. yeah. We I, did multiplicity a few weeks ago. Oh yeah. That's, some uh, that, that's the, no, that's the, I need cocaine money. Michael Keaton. That's a completely different character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that's great. Fred, thank you so much for joining thank us. Thank you for having me, man. That was fun. And thanks to the Antica Network for setting this up. And you can find more episodes at rewatchability.com. You can subscribe and rate us on iTunes. Twitter, we're at rewatchability. Facebook.com slash rewatchability. Mm-hmm. Anything I'm forgetting? Patreon. Patreon. That's a, You can go to our website. That's all on there. Oh, yeah. Issue Zero is really good. Oh. You should listen. <laughs> <laughs> Issue Zero is your, is your... If anyone's a comic book fan, Issue Zero, you talk to... Uh, comic book creators it's like i do i interview like all aspects of that like we scientists and actors and directors and comic book creators everything who was the last person you talked to uh the last person we talked to is brett jubinville who's the he's one of the heads at tin man creative they created the super science friends cartoon and that was talking to him about his uh his journeys through the world of animation and how he wouldn't be where he was if it wasn't for borrowing money from a Swedish death metal band in L.A. Which one? <laughs> I, he doesn't even remember. That. Like it's, dude, it's it it's awesome. It yeah, like it's it's a really cool conversation with somebody who's like gone all over and done everything for like the animation world. And yeah, nice. it's really cool. Awesome. Yeah, I'm gonna right. listen to that. That's awesome. Check yeah. that out. And thank you so much for listening. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.